This is your life, God's truth. You're a QFM. It's Phil. And I've been wanting to get this guy in the studio for a long time. It's my own fault. My own fault. I get too busy. And, and then I uh, say, oh, I got to get Mike Burkhardt in here, only to find out he's gone because he's on a riverboat somewhere. But you're about to be blessed by this man that's sitting across the counter from me, Mike Burkhart. How are you, sir? I am doing great, Phil. How are you today? <laughs> I am awesome. Mike comes to our Tuesday morning Bible study when he can, which is, uh, you know, quite a bit of the time. But when you're not here, tell everybody where you are. You've got kind of a quite the unique job. <laughs> well, it's a perfect job for someone as lazy as myself. I'm a captain <laughs> yeah. on a riverboat on the lower Mississippi. Wow. Uh, I haul barges full of grain, coal, any large cargo like that. I yeah. work a month and I'm home a month. That's why I'm here mm. periodically. And it is quite a job. You've told us some stories. You've got to maneuver these barges. And usually it's not just one barge, right? Uh, it's, it's like usually a whole it's string 40. 40? Yeah. yeah <laughs> At a time. Just, just shy of six acres of barges in front of me when I'm southbound. Wow. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah, and so you know the river well. You start, is it St. Louis area yeah, you start? Or? Usually start around Cairo, Illinois, where the Ohio and the upper Mississippi join, and that's okay. what creates the lower Mississippi. And that's where we have the width to handle the size toes that I carry. Yeah, wow. And how long does it take you? If you started up there by All Illinois, right. how with, long does it take you to get down? With the current behind us going south, it takes four days to get to the New Orleans area, and then coming back north against the current, Seven to nine days, depending upon what yeah. we're carrying and how swift the current is. Yeah, so you're pushing barges uphill then. Or, yes, yes, uh, we're going against the current. Yes, <laughs> me no Mr. Physics is not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's a few curves. It's not like that river straight. No, no, the Mississippi's like myself, a little crooked, <laughs> <laughs> or like I used to be before Christ. Let me straighten that out. <laughs> yeah. Mike Burkhardt has stories to tell. And I wish we could take two hours and just dive in on all these amazing things that have happened in your life. You're from Kentucky, I understand. I am from Kentucky, as everyone can tell by the elongated vowels. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're married. Tell us about your family. Uh, I'm married to the girl of my dreams, uh, yeah. Laura Ann. Uh, I've known her for 37 years. Uh, she is the mainstay of my life next mm. to Jesus Christ. Uh, if you've got a godly spouse, I'm speaking to you men right now, you need to lean over and give that sweet lady a little sugar because yeah. I'm telling you, she's the mainstay. I have two children, a son and a daughter, mm -hmm. Holland and Elizabeth. They, they're just such a great blessing. Yeah. And I have a granddaughter that stays with us most of the time. She's three, and she reminds me to do my burpees. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Wow. And so it's, it's a blessing. And you've been in the Bemidji area how long? And, uh, how, and how did that now. happen? Well, I'm a jail minister when I'm off the boat uh, mm -hmm. uh, because I used to be one of those before I came to the Lord. And the Lord called me to minister in the jails. And through a series of events that can only be described as supernatural, because we knew no one in northern Minnesota in 2012. Yeah. We didn't. I, all I knew about Minnesota that was hung on Canada some kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a little chilly. It was a little cool. It's definitely changed what I call right cool. But we were directed to come up here. And so we came and visited just out of the blue. We were just going to take a vacation and thought maybe all this nonsense will end. And it's so strange. When we drove across the bridge coming by Lake Bemidji, both my children got quiet. And I said, you know, what's going on? Isn't this beautiful? And they said, Dad, we didn't leave home. We came home. And we've been wow. here since. Oh, man. And I want to commend all of Minnesota Nice is one of the best kept secrets in the United States. Thank you all so much yeah. for making us feel so welcome. Oh, 
Uh, well, and you are just an amazing man of God. We uh, just appreciate having you in our Bible study. And I saw you speak at a full gospel businessmen's fellowship one time. Mm-hmm. And wow, you know, and God has anointed you, Mikey. And I know you know this. I mean, the way you speak, it just flows from you. That's the spirit of God. It's a gift that you have. Well, my hero in the Bible is Balaam's donkey. I figure if he can use a mule to get the word across, he can use a hillbilly. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons Mike is in here is he's going to be speaking to men at an event coming up called the Beast Feast. How about that? Uh, we're breaking the news on that. It's at Solway Bible Chapel. Another uh, young man from our Bible study, Jason, is very involved. Jason Dixon in heading it up. And that is going to be on Saturday, February 25th. At 6.30 p.m. Uh, it is a wild game feed is yes. what it is. So bring a wild game dish to share. Uh, the promo says, come have some meat with a side of meat. So <laughs> Yes, indeed. There you go. Uh, but you're going to speak on biblical manhood. And you do speak. I mean, you've uh, had an opportunity, the, the blessing to speak at a number of events, haven't you? Yes, Other yes. than in just in the jails. Yes. Uh, well, I, I was a Gideon for 22 years and still have the highest regard for them. But I became yeah. ordained because our ministry has moved forward, as you know, with the yes, bus. Yes, yes. And uh, I spoke a lot, uh, gave a lot of testimonies because, number one, there is no boring or unimportant testimony, whether you came to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at age six because you lived in a godly family or you were dragged out of the miry clay like I was, it's all exciting. It's all all wonderful, and it all makes the angels in heaven rejoice. My testimony has to do more with not having a godly man in my life in my formative years and making choices that took me to some places that I would rather have not gone. Uh, it even took me to a place that I was so despairing that I actually hanged myself in jail. Yeah. And the Lord untied the knot. Mm-hmm. And since then, he has been and still is working to try to make a godly man out of this guy. Mm-hmm. When did that happen? When did you finally say, all right, Lord, I'm in? When did that happen? In 1989, when I was in jail, mm-hmm. uh, after I had gone through the hanging episode, there was a little Gideon guy that came to the jails. And he was so small and so old, we laughed at him and called him Mr. Turtle because his neck was so small. Okay. His shirt didn't fit. And yet that man came in so anointed, he pointed his fingers at me and, and made a statement that said, and he told me, he said, Mike, said, you don't have a drinking problem. You've got a sin problem. You're separated from a holy God. And for once in my life, Phil, I didn't have a smart answer. Yeah. And I went back to my cell and I started talking honestly with the Lord. And then after I got married... My wife, she hungered for God. She thirsted for God. And together we started this journey. And he's still polishing, but my worst day now beats my best day then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was your wife raised in a godly home? She was. She was? She was. She was raised around the Lord. I was raised. My mother was very devout. And I'm going to tell you guys, you can learn a lot about godly manhood from anyone the Lord puts in your life. Yeah. One of the most godly characteristics I ever saw that a man should have came from a five foot one inch woman in Kentucky. My dad used to come in and he would beat mama till she couldn't see. Hmm. And I watched her crawl across the floor and pray over him after he had passed out. I've seen a lot of tough guys in my time, but that was one of the bravest things I've ever seen in my life. We can learn godly attributes from all who, who are around us if we'll just tune ourselves into what he's doing. Yeah. 
Are your parents gone? Uh, my mother's still alive. She's 83 and still wow. gets my attention. Well, that's amazing. Do you get to see her every oh, yes. once in a while? Oh, yes. When I go to and from the boat, I make a point of leaving early enough to make sure I stop and see mother. Okay. Wow. She's at her own home yet? She, yes. We built an apartment onto my brother's home so that she's right there with him. Okay. And they're all doing great. Oh, she's got to be so excited to know that you're serving <laughs> Jesus, Mike. It, it's, <sighs> it, you know, the, it says in, was it First John, I have no great, third John, I have no greater joy than to know my children walk with the Lord. Yeah. And what, what, what else can a parent say? Yeah. That, that is greater than that. They can become a Nobel Prize laureate, but if they don't know Jesus Christ, what if they truly have? Yeah. Well, again, you spent time in and out of jail, the way yes. it sounds, and all sorts of other issues that we won't even get into. You get <laughs> no. married, God gets a hold of you, and then the jail ministry begins. I, I imagine that took a little while before that got started for you, it, Mike. It or? did. Uh, I had, to, had to, to see that I could walk with the Lord first. Yeah. And then I got into comfortable churchhood. Mm. You get up, you go to church, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I went to church, I came home, I did my thing. Sure. And the Lord started dealing with me about, do you remember what it was like when you were in the world? When you woke up and you thought there's no one that cares? There's, your family's given up on you? The system has given up on you? And you're just about ready to give up on yourself? And I, Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. You need to go and tell these people that someone hasn't given up on them. Hmm. And that's how the ministry started forming. And the thing of it is, is that there are people in prison field that don't have bars in front of them. If we as believers would walk around, we would see the shackles on those around us that are keeping them from being free. As Christ said, those that the sun sets free are free indeed. And that's my prayer for all believers. I've got, in one sense, I've got it easy because I know where these guys are. They're in jail. They know yeah. where they are. But to see the prisoners that walk by us on the street or in the workplace or going through Walmart to do our shopping, if we would look, we could hear shackles jangling behind them. Hmm. And that's what this world needs is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. Amen. I'm assuming you have witnessed some beautiful stories in your jail ministry over oh, the years. I, I could, One or two come to, come to mind? I mean, I didn't mean to put you on the a spot. Name, but yeah. There was a young man that started coming, and this guy looked like an action figure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had muscles in places. I don't even have places. <laughs> and when he walked in, I would yeah. just pray, Lord, please don't let this guy go off, yeah. because he was so angry. Mm. And over about a six-month period, I saw the power of God start working on him. And the other prisoners started going, this dude is giving us his lunch, and he's doing this. This dude used to be an enforcer for a drug ring. Mm. And when he, they, I was told when he walked into a house, he left with blood or money or both. And now I got, I got a photo in my, in my phone. The happiest day of his life was the day he and his two children were baptized together. Oh, man. And Jesus oh, Christ man. did that. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ turned this hard broken mean yeah young into into a a trembling vessel of joy before the lord and that's just one i could go into to so many but but the the lord will do the work if we'll just provide the feet yeah you don't have to be anointed you don't have to be a great speaker all you have to do is say i yes lord here am i send me and he will send someone into your life that your story, your character, your anointing will reach them where maybe myself or Phil or, or even a Billy Graham type evangelist might not be able to touch them. 
So don't be afraid to acknowledge that you are a child of the King. Yeah. You're in jail ministry here yes. in Bemidji. And are you at any other uh, jails in uh, this area or just here? I visit at the, at the bequest of, of, of sheriffs and others from time to time. Okay. And we're trying to expand. And without giving too much of a plug, uh, the ministry that I am is getting ready to expand. We're, gonna, we're, we're working on a school bus that we purchased. Yeah. And we're going to make a mobile Bible study primarily for those recently or, or for a while released from jail, but for anyone, be it just a young person that is not ready for church or, or they, they, they don't feel that they fit. I, we call it the island of misfit toys yeah. because anyone who doesn't feel, we want them to know that there's room at the Father's table. And if they want to come to an old raggedy school bus and have some coffee and, 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 and talk about the good things of God and get a Bible, hallelujah. Hmm. And, and, and so, so that's, that's where we're going. Okay. All right. And you're working on that right now. We're working on that right now. Yes, sir. When you're home, then not on the boat, you are uh, uh, once a week at the court at the jailhouse? Once here? a week. And sometimes I'll get to fill in at various times. And, and we do one-on-ones also. You can go in at various okay. hours and okay. see individuals as yeah. their needs arise. Do we need more help uh, in jail ministry in this area? Because, you know, for a lot of people, we don't even know this is going on, you know, and wouldn't have a clue where it's at. If you ask any minister, even here at QFM, could you use a little more help? (laughs) There's no one out there doing the work that would say, no, I don't need any help. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, if the Lord is calling you and you feel that the jail might be a place that, that would fit, give them a call here at the radio station and get yes, in contact yes. with me. And, uh, and, and we'll sit down and have coffee and, and, and pray about it and see what the Lord says. But look around you. There are so many variations of the ministry. Here at QFM, guys, jump on board with these folks. Jump on board with them because I'm telling you, the work done here goes far beyond just songs, interviews, and talk. Yeah. There, there's a work that goes on here, so don't be afraid to jump on board. Yeah, and like you say, it, it's, you don't have to be a, an ex-convict to do oh, no. jail ministry. Oh, no. You know, I'm sure the little, the little guy that impacted you maybe had never even been in jail in his life, I'm assuming. I suspect he was raised on a church pew and died on a <laughs> yeah, church pew. That's right. But, but the anointing was still there. Amen. And the Word of God washes and cleanses irregardless of who's holding the cloth. Hmm. Biblical manhood is what you're going to speak about. By the way, Mike Burkhardt in the studio with me uh, from the Bemidji area. You just live not too far out of town, Lake right? George. Yeah, and you know when he's not here, he's guiding barges down the Mississippi River, which is just an amazing thing. And yeah, I, you no doubt would uh, if you've got a gathering of men, you want him to come and share. Uh, he try to work it in the calendar because Mike is an incredible speaker and loves Jesus and just has a, a, a unique story. But he's going to share at this event on Saturday, February 25th at Solway Bible Chapel. I know they're very excited, calling it the Beast Feast. It's a wild game feed, 6.30 p.m., and you will be there to share. We need biblically raised men, don't we? We do. Oh, man. We need men who aren't afraid to stand up and say, thus saith the Lord. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is manhood has been so beaten out of proportion both by culture and, and just by our very natures. A, a biblical man doesn't have to be a brute. Yeah. A biblical man doesn't have to be someone that's in charge all the time. A biblical man, there's a song written by the Croft family hmm. that to me describes biblical manhood, and I, and I won't sing because even my own children <laughs> tell me not to sing, but it's called I Can't Even Walk Without You Holding My Hand. Hmm. And the, the, 
the, the lyrics is, Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. The mountain's too high. The valley's too wide. Down on my knees, that's where I learned to stand. Oh, Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. And if I were to encapsulate biblical manhood into, into four sentences, that's it. It has variations all over, all over the place. But the number one attribute to me of a biblical man is that I understand I'm not the most important person in the room, but I've got a direct line to him. Mm. Amen. Mike Burkhart, and uh, we need to get you back again, but it, it we're glad we got pleasure. you today. <laughs> well, it, it's a pleasure to drop by, and yeah. thank you for all the work you guys do here at Q. Yeah. Well, thank you for putting in that plug, and I can tell you when we have our Bible study and when Mike comes walking in the door when he hasn't been there for a few weeks, the whole room kind of lights up. <laughs> hey, Mike's back. Well, Praise God. Well, it's, I think it's because yeah. they find it amusing a guy that looks like a garden gnome with a biker jacket <laughs> on comes waltzing in talking yeah. about manhood. I'm a little taller than Mike, let's put it <laughs> yeah. that way, and I'm not too tall, but you got this beautiful white beard. You, it's, that's awesome. Well, you know, it's like... If you've got a place in your yard you can't do anything with, you let the shrubbery grow, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, And he's funny, too. Uh, Mike Burkhart. I don't know how how God gives you these little lines that you come up with, but uh, (laughs) we'll take it. It's awesome. God bless you, Mike. God bless you, Phil, and thank you for the privilege to come in and see Mm. you. So good. So good. Again, the Beast Feast. You want to go see Mike? Uh, bring your sons to this, you guys. February 25th, 630, Way Bible Chapel. And this is your life, God's truth, your QFM.